This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about Peyton Houston and the press conference that happened yesterday, January 16th, 2020, about a man that's wanted in connection with her. Before I get started, please hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and hit the share button. There's some important information coming in this video. So let's get into it. Take a really good look at this picture. A really good look. And then share this video to every single platform you can think of. Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you can. This is Frederick Hampton. He is a 50-year-old man responsible for moving and discarding Peyton in that shallow grave in Hueytown. And now police are searching for him. They do have a warrant out for his arrest. He is charged with abuse of a corpse and a violation of the Sex Offender Notification Act. He is not currently charged in connection with Peyton's death. He's only charged with the actions following her death. And in this case would be taking her and disposing of her and burying her. So who is this guy? We know that he's a registered sex offender. And this man was in jail for 20 years from 1992 to 2012 for a terrible sex crime. Now, a woman was abducted at gunpoint at a bus stop in Birmingham, Alabama, and she was sexually assaulted by seven men. Pure evil and totally disgusting. Now, one of the men, I believe, was his brother. And from the looks of things from my digging, a lot of this family carry the same type of crimes. And when I looked into it, Birmingham currently has 610 registered sex offenders listed on the Alabama Sex Offender Registry in a city of 200,000 people. In a press conference yesterday, which is January 16th, 2020, Jefferson County stated the following, and I quote, We have evidence that the victim and the offender were together the night of December 20th, 2019. We have evidence that the victim died the next day at a house on McLean Street in Brighton. We have evidence that after the victim died, her body was disposed of in a criminal manner by Frederick Hampton. Frederick Hampton is charged with abuse of a corpse. Frederick Hampton is also charged with violating the Sex Offender and Notification Act. If additional evidence is developed, Hampton could face additional charges. The next step is to find Hampton and take him into custody. Now, Tin Roof Bar to Brighton is approximately a 19-minute drive when I looked on Google Maps. Then from Brighton to Hueytown, it's an 11-minute drive. There's still questions surrounding if Peyton was even at the Tin Roof Bar. We'll hopefully know more about that. Now, law enforcement goes on to say, what we know is that no physical trauma to the body of the victim would have led to her death. That was also stated in the autopsy. They said they couldn't find anything physical, so now it's at toxicology and we're waiting on that. Now, I wonder what evidence they do have to have them know that she died at the McLean Street house in Brighton. 
That I'm super curious about the way he worded it because he said, "We have evidence that the victim died the next day at a house on McLean Street in Brighton." What the heck is that evidence? Now, when I did a little looky-loo on McLean Street, there's a few Hamptons that come up. But on Frederick's last known address, it says he lives in Birmingham, not Brighton. However, on the press conference, I remember him saying a Brighton man. They were looking for a Brighton man. So I'm not sure at this point if he lived there too, and that's why he's violating the act for not maybe updating it or what's going on. Either way, we know he was there that night. So if we find him, we find the story, right? Hopefully. So now about that house in Hueytown. Law enforcement said that it is believed to be Frederick's relative that owns this house, so he'll know where to go to dispose of poor Peyton. Now, in that press conference, there were questions asked, and they asked, "Did Hampton and Houston know each other?" And the answer was, "The victim and offender were together on December 20th and on December 21st." That's what we're saying. So, the question, next question: Are you saying that her and Hampton left the bar together, or do you know? And he kind of sat there for a minute, like deer in the headlights, and said, "He said we are saying they were together on December twentieth. There is no evidence that there was any force." That's all he said. Now about these charges, according to Alabama law, a person commits the crime of abuse of corpse if he or she knowingly treats a human corpse in a way that would quote unquote outrage ordinary family sensibilities. It is a Class C felony, in a way that would outrage ordinary family sensibilities. Well, yeah. Hampton was initially held in the Birmingham City Jail on a 48-hour extension on suspicion of kidnapping, beginning Saturday, December 28th, but was released two days later because investigators didn't have enough to charge him with any crime. Like I mentioned earlier. Authorities have not yet determined Houston's cause of death. Now, one thing that I have been reading from Peyton's mom, Charlene, is she's saying, like, there is so many stories, and everybody's stories are changing from the coworkers, and they're not only changing, but they're different from each other. She also said, you know, she, if anybody's innocent, obviously she, you know, the innocent is innocent. But if there is something going on, or somebody knows something, then hopefully they'll step forward because a there needs to be somebody accountable. B there needs to be resolve, and there needs to be closure for the family, and there needs to be somebody responsible for this. So somebody has to come forward, and hopefully, if this video is shared, that somebody is watching that maybe law enforcement hasn't talked to yet. And they know something. Just come forward, or do it anonymously, or something, because this is this is crazy. And what it makes me think of, and I don't know why, but it keeps popping in my head. You know that show, How to Get Away with Murder? I watch it all the time. If, if you do watch it, let me know. You watch it down in the comments below. But I keep thinking about this show. For some reason, it's like. Is is a group of people gathering in a group trying to discuss what do they say, what do they not say, or, or, or trying to corroborate their story? Because it is so freaking strange, of everything that's going on. And so now we know Peyton was with him on the twentieth. We know Peyton was with him on the twenty-first. But the question is why, right? And the other thing I've been thinking about, of course, is that strange text. 
Again, I'm going to say this like I mentioned in my previous videos. She didn't say she didn't know where she was. She just says, I don't know who I'm with. And was she at that house yet? If she left Tin Roof Bar at 10.45 p.m. and they drove to Brighton, then it's approximately to Brighton a 20-minute drive. So that would have been 11.15. If that's where they went is straight there. She didn't do the text until 12. So she didn't say, I don't know where I am. She says, I don't know who I'm with. That keeps bugging me. So did Peyton write it or did somebody in that McLean house write it? And maybe Peyton did know them and of some sort, just meaning if somebody were to pick up the phone and said that, that it's like, you know, I don't know who I'm with so they don't get caught. I don't know. It's so weird. Comment below with your thoughts. I'm happy to chat with you below. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. We hit a thousand subscribers and I go live. Click that like button so I know to do more of these videos. I'm going to dive deeper into this and hopefully we'll get some more answers and I can put it out there to the world. Again, here's what Frederick looks like. Take a really good look and let's find him. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.